Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And my last sentence is, yes, I am. And all the North Koreans, my generation, we are drawing and dreaming a beautiful picture of a free North Korean society. It's going to happen within our generation, definitely. Not many of our podcast guests start by telling us they're in pain, even fewer that the source of their discomfort is the scars inflicted by North Korean prison camp guards. Then again, not many of our podcast guests have seen what Timothy Cho has. This remarkable man has escaped the Kim regime not once but twice and lived to tell his extraordinary tale. His is a story of tireless courage, resilience, and in his account, a great deal of luck. Timothy now has a new life here in the UK, working for a charity called Open Doors that helps Christians facing persecution all over the world, including some 300,000 toiling under the vengeful eye of the Kims in North Korea. He joined us down the line for one of the most moving, humbling episodes of Free Exchange we've ever recorded. I began by asking him just how North Korean defectors get out of the country. So uh, mo- most North Koreans' uh, routes uh, to escape their country is only one way, which is uh, go to China. But in China, obviously, it's very dangerous and risk. They are they are arrested by Chinese authorities, and um, which is quite uh, and challenging, because China is a is a ratified state of. 1951 Geneva Refugee Geneva Convention and also 1961 Protocol uh, Refugee Protocols. So, which is China as a member state, most of those uh, uh, international refugee convention and protocols, and North Koreans are allowed to be given political protection when they leave their own country. China regards North Koreans as economic migrants, so they arrest them. And another point is I just want to highlight as well. South Korean government is willing to accept North Koreans when they arrive. If I, uh, if, if I may, uh, I'm sorry for those who, uh, tr- you know, many refugees around uh, this time. When these North Koreans actually, if they able to get into South Korea, there is a uh, guarantee of this uh, place where they can live. Uh, mm-hmm. to recognize even as a citizen speaking under one Korean policy. That does not work for North Korean escapees in China. So my case was uh, not much different. I had to go through the same path. Most of North Korean refugees going through uh, Vietnam, Mongolia, Cambodia, they have to cross 
the border again into another country. And from there, they ask South Korean embassies support or missionaries uh, help them to get into South Korea. So which my case uh, as well, I was going to Mongolia, but at the border, at the Mongolian border, I was arrested uh, with other uh, 18, uh, 17 North Korean escapees. And, and then we were sent back to North Korea. And as I lived in North Korea until that, uh, as, as age of 17 in my life, and yet obviously, I had never uh, gone through prisons in, in North Korea, um, but I saw many uh, people of starvation on the streets and also my life was being a homeless kid uh, on the streets in North Korea after my parents left, uh, means escaped China earlier. And uh, to be in, in a North Korean prison, that was just uh, uh, blown up of my imagination of that country who were brainwashed me the best country by all the uh, actual inhumanity and suffering and torture and beating and how they were treating these people in in prison it's because they escaped and they called them betrayers, which i was included in. Mm-hmm. and it was horrific that which even myself was beaten up and what i so called tortured as well Anyway, I'm not going into that much details. What I describe uh, inside the inside the North Korean prison, it just reminded me of those olden days films, how it used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but thankfully, I and in 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 two weeks' time, I was uh, uh, sent to my grandparents' house. The regime side, it was it was quite. Uh, I realized I was too fragile to carry on the interrogation. So they gave me kind of a, a three day, three days bail. On, and it, once I recovered, they planned to bring me back into the uh, uh, interrogation and investigation again. The, the, the fact is what they want to catch up, uh, catch up is why you went to China. They know why you went, obviously there are economic reasons and political reasons they try to follow you up is you met with any South Koreans in in China, or you met with any Westerners in China, or you tried to go to another country and cross the border, means you must have network. That network, they are very eager to uh, finding out, and they, they even send uh, secret agents and to destroy or assassinate these people who are organizing to get out North Korean people. Mm-hmm. So that was the reason why they, they were they are torturing people, and if they don't, if you don't tell them the truth quickly even though I was a, um, just a high school age boy. Anyway, and through that process, I still, uh, uh, during that three-day spells, and, and I managed to re-escape to China again. And it, it was difficult, very how, difficult. I, I, how did you get across, physically get across the border? So uh, the border between China and North Korea is a two-man river. It's, it's a river. And there, there are or both sides. They have a military uh, uh, soldiers, particularly North Korean side is heavily. Actually, soldiers are standing there, and they keep eye on it. If anyone crossing the border, they can even shoot you immediately. And so, you either you can swim, or if it is not 
that much deep, then you just walk uh, through the river. Um, as long as you can avoid the, uh, uh, the, the patrol's eyesight, we can succeed to get into China. It used to be very, very easy in the early 1990s. Even, even I, as a boy, I used to go and swimming there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you lived near the border when you were... Very nearby, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, but this time, nowadays, the, the context is different. This border is, is, is properly heavily militarized. I mean, not militarized, but soldiers are there. Um, many people also have been killed during their crossing the border. So my second escape, I managed, but I couldn't think of to go to another country this time, which I then uh, went to American school in Shanghai. And we were hoping they were able to helping, they were helping us to get into a democratic society uh, because that was a foreign institution. American school, obviously international school is a public uh, place. It's not any uh, diplomatic center who could support in that way. We were then again arrested and they eventually had to call up Chinese police and they uh, take uh, taken us to uh, the Shanghai, Shanghai International, uh, no, Shanghai Police Station first. And after a few days, they then were taken us to interna uh, Shanghai International Prison where I was detained with a number of international prison mates in my cell. Um, I, I, I was literally fed up how many prisons I had gone through. But the last one was a very proper uh, prison former, uh, like, uh, for foreigners, an uh, international prison. But I was the youngest, actually. Uh, I, I suppose not to be in that prison understanding so far under international law. And there I, I met uh, uh, several prison mates from uh, US, Japan, Colombia, Malaysia, Chinese, South Korean. He was a good friend, South Korean guy who was a gangster actually. <laughs> Well, yeah, but um, so uh, uh, interestingly, um, from there I also had a different perception of religion because uh, uh, I was deeply brainwashed in North Korea. I understood missionaries or Christianity were kind of American religion who used to come and and, and kidnap North Korean children, you know. So uh, in North Korea is absolutely, you cannot believe, uh, follow any other religions. And then the Kim families itself is, uh, they, they are gods. And, and, and also the, uh, their own ideology is kind of state religion. But from there in prison, because of it was international prison, they were allowed to praying each other. And I first joined in, their, in that prayers when this gangster, South Korean gangster, he asked me that I could start praying for what I was wishing for. And I knew my second repatriation back to North Korea, I was being executed or put me in a prison camp at least because I went to American school. Um, North Korea would never tolerate anyone is linked with American person or American institution. And because of the reason of American North Korea's current uh, ideologies continue to survive exist. I thought, yeah, it was a hundred percent. I thought I was going back to North Korea, and I, after a while, two people came and and, and visited me in the prison, and I thought they were North Korean agents. 
well, actually, and they were from international community. And they said, once we entered the American school, I think that was uh, publicized uh, through a couple of journalists and petition went on pressuring on the Chinese government not to send me back to North Korea because of immediate uh, execution uh, or imprisonment uh, in a prison camp. I was surprised. And for the first time I was joining uh, Christian prayers in my life, the first time I called God yeah, in that my life, I still believe that my prayers were responded, received. So what the China did agree to deport me to the Philippines from China directly, which is very unusual, almost not possible uh, for North Korean refugees. So my case was something I believe the unusual process had gone through. That's how I uh, came to a democratic society. Um, that's my new life begun, but uh, it's been how many years? It's been more than ten years since I escaped yeah. North Korea. And how did you come then from the Philippines to the UK? Was it a charity? Was it the British government? Um, I presume I could say maybe there was diplomatic, you know, kind of the conversations uh, through. Uh, well, I, I first went to South Korea, obviously. Okay. And I, I, I was there for a couple of years and then come to UK. Yeah. And it, it, it took me a while, obviously, mm-hmm. and, um, to get uh, refugee statues in the UK and, and then going through a citizenship application process. Yes. Um, but I, I am I'm, I'm deeply grateful to the people of the United Kingdom that what kind of life I have today. And particularly when I always think of this, it was kind of impossible uh, story I have today here living in the UK. I, I have been able to go to universities and get my education and freedom of opportunity. It does explore in a democratic society. Mm-hmm. And uh, particularly through my own experience in the first hand of totalitarian dictatorships. Sure. And they, they never respect human dignity and freedom and justice. And otherwise, and uh, if there are free uh, uh, people available and economic opportunities, I don't think any North Korean would be willing to escape. The fact yeah. of, of this North Korean regime continue on survive and exist. And over 75 years, we just had another military parade, which we uh, saw it was the, one of the biggest military parades than previous uh, parades uh, with a few more um, new kind of continental ballistic missiles. Mm-hmm. Um, well, understanding of uh, my life in democratic society, it's not just about I am now being a free person living here with freedom of faith and speech and expression. I had given a, a, a very privileged opportunity to study politics uh, and two degrees, uh, um, B, a degree, uh, BA and master's. And this has been kind of revealing the truth of the, what a political ideology means and what's the state primary responsibility to protect their own citizens. And that context is, is completely denied to uh, uh, people living in, in North Korea. No, there is absolutely only a few uh, privileged and minority. They are control these people 
and complete uh, complete isolation and information blockade from both inside and outside. Yeah. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com/results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com/results. Terms and conditions apply. Introducing WonderSuite from bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com/wondersuite. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news: ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com/newsadfree. That's amazon.com/newsadfree to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. How much do you think that ordinary North Koreans still believe in the regime? It's a very interesting question. And I like that to uh, explore and analyze of this line. And my generation, and it's the same generation as the current North Korean leader, the young man Kim Jong Un and his sister. So we are the same generation of third. But what it happened since we were going to uh, primary school, you age about seven or six, eight, you start going to primary school, and you you, you begin seeing. Um, uh, your classmates were in hunger and starvation. So these generations have been going through uh, the hunger economic uh, uh, arduous march throughout 1990s. And during that period, we believe at least uh, 3.5 million people died of starvation. Mm-hmm. So this for and, our listeners, this is the the famine in North Korea in the mid 1990s. Right. That yeah, yes, millions of people. Yes, and that brought different perspective throughout the famines. What I call third generation generation, as well as market generations, they rely on their market activities. Market activities means uh, individuals to the farm uh, are growing food nowadays. They make their own allotment in the mountains, and and then a small scale of the imported food from outside that combines all their market activities available, and um, for their they de- live on daily. So that market activities means that is more important important than the loyalty to the Kim family. They had seen they they learned 
the Kim family as, as, as gods, they would never allow people to die of hunger. So that was first Kim's uh, manifesto. I will always feed you uh, three times a day, rice and meat. But that promise has been broken um, since 1990s. So understanding of these uh, third generations who uh, significantly believe their own initiative of market activities are the survival resources, sources, then they are going to believe and uh, follow Kim. So, in, 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 so in, in artificially, ostensibly, they have to show their, their loyalty to the Kim family because that's, uh, that's the regime's oppression and coercion let people to follow and continue and sustain this regime. But in their heart, they don't have it. It's not. So that's it. That, that is a new perspective. And I think what it means, it will make something kind of groups outside able to break through what I'm saying is within North Koreans, such as exile groups, they have a potential tactics they can use and um, binding with these generations inside North Korea. You may believe that, uh, oh, how then do you contact with people inside North Korea, such isolated country, obviously. But there are about 40,000 North Korean escapees around the world. In China, we have uh, around 200,000 North Korean escapees. And over 70% of them are women and girls. And over 70% of them act also are human trafficked in China. None of them responsible for them actually in the meantime, because the regime is abandoned them and China uh, can arrest them. So they are between that, they can be arrested, uh, which they are uh, vulnerable to any kind of harms and attack and kidnapped even by gang gangster groups in China and then uh, sold in the uh, in this, uh, trafficking market. So these 40,000, I know it's quite minor, tiny minor uh, percent compared to 25 million whole population inside the country. But we, most of us have family members inside North Korea. Many of them, they continue to send money to their family inside. And they, they pretty understand their family living outside North Korea as wealthy of. And they, uh, from that perspective, many people even want to run away as well from this country. Okay. I mean, you mentioned the status of Christians. There's about 300,000 Christians in North Korea who are even more persecuted than just the average North Korean person. It is inevitable uh, um, way North Korea have to treat it because uh, Kim family comes from strong Christian background and Kim was a Christian. He was baptized when he was a boy. His mother was a very faithful Christian who she was baptized by Kim Billy Il Graham. Or Kim... Yeah, Kim Il-sung. So Kim Il-sung's mother, she was baptized by Billy Graham's father-in-law in early 1900s. Because there were many American missionaries and British missionaries in Korea at that time. It was a United Korea. And they established many schools and hospitals in Korea at that time. So early 1900s, North Korea was called the second Jerusalem of East Asia. They had the biggest Christian mission centers in Asia, training centers. So even both Kim Il-sung's parents, they went to Christian schools and became very faithful, you know, uh, devoted Christians, even Kim Il-sung himself. And when you see North Korean ideology, uh, which Kim Il-sung later, he created by himself in many ways, uh, uh, bringing through his own studies. 
it's pretty much he established the system like uh, the Bible has has structuralized. So there is uh, the ten principle in North Korea has that's all, all that ten principle talks about how we must give our loyalty, our life, you know, everything we must give to uh, the Kim family. So it's like the so Ten that, Commandments of the Kim. Ten, exactly. That's the Ten Commandments. It's it, the same structure and, and the change of those words. And that's how he, he had it. He has established the current North Korean system upon like biblical systems. So from that point, most of the Christians was never able to agree with this because it's the day Kim families think that Christianity and Christian faith is their rivalry. So you heard that number of foreign missionaries, uh, foreign prisoners in North Korea over the past years. And you heard uh, uh, the, the, the recent American young man, uh, Otto Wambia, who was even killed uh, uh, after he returned from North Korean imprisonment, or number of missionaries who returned after three American missionaries who were all imprisoned in North Korea, they were uh, returned after Trump's election you know, during the first term. Um, the, the, their constitution, and is pretty much linked with all the church activities are crimes of imprisonment. And the, the imprisonment is not just you are, you have to be in there, but your family whole is being taken to, to the prison and you cannot think of what you can get out from there. And I heard from uh, uh, one of the um, Christian um, prisoners who managed to escape and now lives in South Korea. This person said, particularly those Christian prisoners, they don't want them to see the even sunlight because they believe in God and Jesus in their heart is love. So they try to um, uh, kill off their heart, actually the love they have uh, from their Christian faith. There is definitely no uh, uh, tolerance of uh, Christianity and Christian activities. That's what they call uh, uh, religion is opium of the people. Mm-hmm. And the opium, opium of Christianity is used by imperialists to destroy and invade our own country and destroy their own socialism. It's a great political tool they need. They won't ever allow Christians spread out in the country. They think that's a great poison. Mm-hmm. And what do you think, what do you think is the path of the Kim regime now? I mean, two weeks ago on the 75th anniversary parade, you mentioned, we saw Kim Jong-un giving a speech and Mm. he started crying and saying that he had failed to deliver a, you know, a good life for his people. I mean, what did you think about that? I think it's dangerous. I think he, he's stepping a kind of dangerous tactics because his image as God, and, and perhaps as God, it is possible he may try to be show the message of caring leader. But what I, uh, uh, from my own perspective, I think something he has uh, demonstrated, he's a man who feels the heart as well. Of If he was really what he felt from his heart of suffering North Korean people currently, and that was from man of the expression he did at that even at least moment. But if he was uh, um, alongside huge uh, weapons, so certainly that doesn't make sense actually. That's a fake yeah. or just pretend to be like that. 
while he's showing all these weapons alongside. But what, when I said it's dangerous tactics means, do you remember in 2014, uh, North Korea was uh, crazily reacted to the uh, uh, comic film, so-called the interview? Yes. Yeah. And so North Korea even uh, hacked on Sony Entertainment in because of that. And because that film made many jokes of Kim was as a man, but in North Korea, they don't show their own, their leaders' normality of a human being. They all created a kind of a myth of how Kim's like a god. Even when, when Kim Jong-il was born, there was a star above his house, you know, the house he was born. It's kind of a portrait like Jesus when he was born. And these images of uh, gods in North Korea, and that shows Kim's that tears actually ha- has portrayed um, kind of a normal man, particularly he apologized in that path, something the international community is now something work on with this within that space because he has admitted the current situation, what is happening inside North Korea. So he's on the right-hand side, he shows militaries, great military strength, but left-hand side, he knows what situation is, coronavirus impact, uh, close the border with China and reduce the import of food and current uh, typhoons and, and rainfalls, which had completely swept away North Korea's major rice fields and foreign embassies closed office and they left Pyongyang because of due to increase the humanitarian situation uh, around 40% total population, 10.1 million North Korean people need urgent humanitarian aid. So we're in the middle of another famine, essentially. Absolutely, absolutely. In North Korea, no one is yes. paying attention to it because of coronavirus. Absolutely, definitely. It's one of the it's a critical international level of the crisis North Korea is facing at the moment. And that Kim had expressed in his speech when he said sorry. Right. When, when uh, Gorbachev, the last leader of the Soviet Union, he approached this uh, two, uh, two-fold uh, uh, foreign policy, what was it? Glanost, openness, and um, perestroika reforms. Because uh, when he said openness, he knew the situation of economic crisis, what was happening within the Soviet Union. And he's, he's, he thought he couldn't afford anymore within that you know, the isolation of this regime. That's why Gorbachev stepped in. But later on, he, re- he regret that uh, he couldn't bring back. He had to move on, step forward, because there are no steps that he can go back. But Kim showing this terror and sorry and apology I think this, there is a gap and space has opened. I, I'm hoping, I don't know who's going to be the next US president and international community. Certainly I, 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 I'm, I'm urging them to step into that space and in exchange of something bringing out from the current situation, let it move on another further step uh, forward. Once another step forward, and then the international media is greatly follows this guy all the time, Kim family. So that we use the advantage of how we can continue to move forward. Don't worry about the weapons, what they have. Eventually, we're not going to use the weapons anyway, which Soviet had many nuclear powers. I mean, just to finish, I mean, how, how optimistic are you of a post-Kim North Korea? I mean, we've had, like you say, 75 years of the Korean Workers' Party. Most people in North Korea have never 
known or experienced any other kind of political system? I mean, do you think it's a realistic possibility within the next few decades that we could have a post-Kim North Korea? I mean, can people in North Korea adjust if they've been brought up in this way? This is a beautiful picture when you think of post-Kim North Korean society. I want to say it is a free North Korea, but we are not ready yet to receive this. And we definitely not. If we rely on South Korea's uh, policy or South Korea's the observation of the process they think about, China will definitely step in because South Korea is an allied group. So China and Russia always will stand against. This was happened in post Korean War in the 1950s and 53, which was a huge and kind of it was a, another global conflict between China and Russia and the democratic side of the countries, UK involved as well. I think what I understanding and learn and analyze so far, when I looked back on war in Iraq, Afghanistan and Libya, I supported who we had to lead of those dictators from victimization and victims point of view that I experienced. That was right way we did. But the following problem we had was we didn't make a plan. If we had moved on A side, B and C, we hadn't prepared. That's why the world had been continuing like for long process. Um, Koreans, North Koreans case, we haven't prepared that preparation. I hope the international community and groups and organizations would think of North Korean defectors, people like myself. I want to call ourselves is game changers. Once we want to do something, change inside within from our preparations so, um, uh, alongside international community support, China and Russia cannot say anything. Because that's within Korean people who's going to make that decision to find uh, and, and share free of North Korean economic prosperous which many North Koreans are continuous um, um, struggling and starving uh, even right now. And these dictators, uh, Putin or Xi Jinping, both China and Russia, they know about what's happening in there at the moment. But China would never allow North Korea to have plenty of support so that North Korea people explore by themselves because they're scared of the North Korea become a democracy. In the hands of this openness and uh, opening the prison door of North Korea, it is a large prison of a large prison of the society, North Korea itself. That is, I want to uh, even join yourself and other analysts and policy, uh, politicians and groups, policy think tank, think of why could you not think of North Korean defectors, people like myself today? We have now understanding of democracy and perspective, and we know how to open this economy prosperous as well in the future. They are game changers. And UK particularly has a legacy of history, many exiled groups who used to come and, and running away from their own oppressions, uh, from the regime side. But when they went back to their own country, there was a different uh, uh, prosperous of their democratic path. That certainly can work on between domestic North Korean groups one day and outside groups combined together. When you see Romania, that when the uh, Ceausescu fell off, and the outside group who was preparing for this happen, and they were well settled down and uh, made their democratic path, which even Hungary did make that kind of process. Um, there are available uh, empirical lessons as well that what we can do so of. Yet we don't want to uh, risk and uh, and cause the North Korean uh, regime going to press the nuclear button because that will 
disastrous consequences we are going to see in the world. To your question, uh, my last sentence is yes, I am and all the North Koreans, my generations, we are drawing and dreaming a beautiful picture of a free North Korean society. It's going to happen within our generation, definitely. Because that hope and that dream, it kept me on why I am I'm speaking today on this uh, podcast and continue on my activities and standing for democracy. So glad you're on here, Timothy, to talk. Thank to you. Me. Thank you so much. It's been a huge Welcome. pleasure and an honor. Take care now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 